Who the hell are you? Welcome to the A Day with Dre show, my beautiful, beautiful friend. I'm so thankful for, for you for being here with me today and listening to my mess of a podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about who the hell I am and what I'm doing here, what I'm doing on this earth and how I got to be this loud, loving, pink-haired girl that came from this quiet, shy, sheltered little girl that never talked unless she was broke out of her shell. So let's dive in. My quietness and shyness that I was told from a very young age started from, I think I was five years old. I introduced myself to an older gentleman. I I don't remember who it was. I remember it being an older guy. And my nickname at the time was Andy. And I introduced myself and he says, oh, Angie, beautiful name. No, Andy, that picked up my family, picking up, speaking for me because I had a quite literal, very quiet voice. The next person I introduced myself, they said, oh, Annie, nice to meet you. No, it's Andy, but I could not speak loud enough so that my parents stepped in, my family members stepped in and spoke for me. I was a very quiet person, literally. I was had a very shy, high-pitched voice as a small kid. I could show you guys videos. You probably can't hear me. It makes dogs bark. My voice was so high-pitched. So with being such a quiet person, and being so young, anytime I was around older people, my family stepped in for me and spoke for me. And that resulted in them saying, oh, she's just shy. She's quiet. She's introverted. She's, you know, young kid. And so they stepped up and talked for me. And that kind of went on my entire life up until 23, 24 years old. I adopted this story that I picked up from when I was five and had a very quiet voice. I still have a very quiet voice which makes people automatically think she's shy, she's introverted, she's quiet. But that's not the truth. I just literally have a quiet voice. I have one volume. I have this just talking volume or I I have drunk volume, which goes up to a volume seven is what I always say. My normal volume is about a three. And when I'm drunk, I go up to a seven. Those are my two volumes. So thankfully, a podcast is perfect for me because you guys are in control of the volume. You guys can turn me up. So from a very young age, I just picked up this story, this belief that I was always quiet. I was always shy. People were always going to speak over me. People were always going to do the talking for me. Um, I just had this belief that I was not meant to be someone that made a lot of noise, that made a lot of movement, that actually spoke up in her life. These were beliefs that I picked up so young and I carried through my entire life because they were always a true belief. I was always a quiet person, but that doesn't mean that I didn't have stuff to say or didn't have, or that I was shy. Just being quiet does not mean you're shy. Anytime in high school, you know, elementary school, middle school, high school, when I would get into my friend group and that, you know, you know, break out of my shell, you know, you've heard that cliche saying that people, whenever they're shy and they finally break out of their shell, that was anytime I got to a friend group, people were like, oh my God, you are like, actually have a lot to say. You're actually not shy. And people just assumed it was because of who I was around. But in reality, it was because I finally got a chance to have people not speak over me. And I got to use my voice a little bit more. So that was what I carried on until about 23, 24 years old. And it was 2019. I decided life was going to be different. I was going to, 2019 was going to be the year that I actually did the stuff that I said I wanted to do, that I actually went out and did the shit that scared the hell out of me. It was, I told my mom, it was the year of the Dre. It was the year I was going to try everything. I was going to try, I actually made the joke that I was going to try every sport that had pink equipment, which was like every sport. 
but it started in February. I held through with that and I signed up for my first MMA class. I want, I've always wanted to fight, but I, I was a shy girl. I was this delicate little flower, as my family called me. I wasn't meant to fight. I was, you know, and once I actually kind of started to talk about it, I was too old to fight, so I couldn't fight. But I signed up for MMA training, and it was one of the best decisions I made in 2019, and that was in February, so it was very early on in the year. And truly, MMA changed my life. I've been training for, well, it was about a year, and then, you know, COVID happened, so that kind of put things on hold. So, little insert here that it is June 16th, and I'm recording this outside on a beautiful summer day in the middle of COVID, coronavirus, all that fun stuff. So just a little um, context on what's going on in the world today. So that was in February of 2019. Then come March, I decided I was going to start traveling. Like I was no longer going to wait to travel. Everybody says, you know, wait till you wait till you're older, wait till you save money, do this, do that. Like, and 2019 was going to be the year that I was no longer waiting. I was no longer going to sit around and hoard my money to sit around and wait for somebody else to say, let's go travel. I was going to travel. So I went to Colorado to visit one of my best friends, Katie, in March. And it was just amazing, like going and traveling alone. And just it was so liberating to do stuff alone and to like take myself on dates alone in a city that I had no idea like where I was or what I was doing and just doing stuff alone taught me so much about who I was and that like started a whole wave of stuff that I was going to do alone so I was in March and you know when I got back I continued um training for MMA I booked a trip to California in June to see Emily Hayden and with her retreat evolved with Emily and that was just life-changing that moment right there was the moment that I broke out of my shell loudly for everyone to hear, not just a close group of friends. Like, when I booked the trip, I decided, you know, at the time I was trying really hard to fit into the Instagram, like, you know, neutral color feed, like browns and grays and blacks, and I was trying to fit into that, you know, scheme of what the majority of people did and it was not fitting right with my soul because I'm a very loud colorful person you probably can hear it in my voice if you've never seen me before that I am not a black and gray person and there's nothing wrong with that it's just not who I am um so that's when I decided to buy an outfit that was ridiculously bright it was alphalete bright yellow matching set and it was my first alphalete set which their clothes are just ridiculously amazing I have like every color set now but then I was you know I was going to be loud I knew that I was going to go meet 30 girls that I had never met that never that have no idea my past no idea who I am no idea that I'm supposed to be this shy quiet girl introverted girl And so I went out and I decided that I was going to be loud. I knew that going to this event, going to this retreat, that girls were going to be nervous. And I had the choice to either sit back and be nervous and be quiet or to be that example, to be loud, to be obnoxious, to be the one that people did not forget. And I made that joke. I told people that like as soon as I met them, like you will not forget me. You will not forget who I am. You will always remember me. And it wasn't this ego stroke. It was, um, it wasn't 
to be like a go me thing it was to show people that they could be this they could go from being shy to being an extroverted loud outgoing person like you don't have to be this story of what you've always been told so that was my goal it wasn't for like a go me it was it was this just to be this example that you don't always have to be what you've always been told you are so and those girls it's so funny now like they still don't believe that I used to be this shy person because they just never saw that side of me and most of them I'm still so close with and I value that trip and those girls that I met more than a lot of things so that connection was just incredible but I knew I had to make the choice in that moment to either be that person to I was literally like the most pivotal decision pivotal point in my life to do I go and do I wear all black clothes and do I stand in the back of the crowd or do I show up in bright yellow and stand at the front of the line and be the first to meet everyone and be the first to meet Emily like do what you know it was that pivotal choice also to prove to myself that I don't always have to do what I've always been told to do and what I've always been told I am so I went and I was loud and I was crazy and people agreed that they would never forget me and it was I I told them it was like it was a joke with them like I, I said you'll never forget me because of the way I made you feel because I've made you laugh this entire time because I've been funny it's not because I'm some special crazy person that's like more valuable it's that I've made the choice the intention to be unforgettable this weekend to be to make everyone feel good to make everyone feel included to make everyone feel important and that was my intent that's exactly what I did so that was in June of 2019 um July of 2019 I went to Nashville and with my boyfriend and we literally we didn't drink well I think we had like two beers the entire weekend and we stayed out every single night from like we got we got downtown around like 9 p.m and stayed out until 4 a.m dancing every single night and it was like the most incredible weekend we've ever had um that was like a random but just me owning my freedom my like love to dance like without even drinking like I looked so ridiculous the entire weekend people probably thought I was wasted and it was like the most liberating like empowering feeling to just go and be ridiculous with a complete like room of strangers nobody knew who I was nobody would ever see me again it was incredible and then let's fast forward to September September I decided I was still going to travel I wasn't going to you know end with just LA So I went to Washington, D.C. to meet my business coach and life coach, Taylor Simpson. She had an Ultimate Girls Retreat weekend in Washington, D.C., and I met my soul sisters there. And again, I decided that weekend I I wasn't going to allow those girls to see the old shy person that I was told that I was, who I really truly wasn't. I was going to show up as my true version of me that's loud and outgoing and bright and colorful and happy and joyful so I went there met some of my very 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 best friends who I actually got to travel to Bali with this year which was oh my god the most incredible trip but we're not there yet so on that trip I really just had this deep 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 awakening realization of why I'm here why I do what I do what I'm here to do and that is to help women get to know themselves and help people love themselves deeper like my job here my mission here my goal with everything I do with my heart and soul is to help women 
love themselves deeper and get to know themselves so they can show up the best version of themselves. Because we as women, we want to serve others. We have this nurturing feature to us. It's the feminine power. We want to take care of others. We want to be people pleasers. But, and so, you know, as a society, we have this false illusion, false like judgment that loving yourself is selfish and it's not doing enough for other people but truthfully not loving yourself not getting to know yourself is the most selfish thing we can do like not showing up as the true version of ourselves is the most selfish thing we can do the most important thing we can do here on this earth is get to know who we are get to know ourselves so that we can serve from the true version of ourselves we cannot we are of no service to others until we can serve from the truest version of ourselves and that's something I believe with my entire heart that's why I'm here this is what I am here to do to help people get to know themselves and love themselves and serve from the truest version of themselves so I learned that on that trip that that was my deepest passion that's exactly what I was meant to do and why I'm here to to do exactly that so from that day forward that I you know realized that had that big awakening I set the intention to never allow myself to slip from that knowing from that (coughs) excuse me from that just true knowing so then from that trip I went um, had a layover in Kansas City and then went to San Diego and my heart and soul was on fire in San Diego San Diego was like exactly where my my heart and soul felt at home like the weather was perfect I spent four days four or five days there just like in the most the cutest Airbnb apartment and it had a gym it was close to a grocery store close to a coffee shop and I was just like my heart and soul was in heaven um so there spending the week alone was just so liberating spending time alone like experiencing life and the world alone is the most incredible thing I think we can do especially as women like we we hear that the world is so scary that people are out to get us and the truth is they're they're not like I'm not going to say that bad shit doesn't happen but if we live our entire life scared to get to know ourselves and scared to experience the world we you know we're not doing true justice for ourselves or for the world So I spent the week alone there and then I went to Pace to be brave with Angie Lee and that was a women's conference, self-empowering entrepreneurial conference and that lit me up and really set the tone for what I was going to do with my business and how I was going to show up and, you know, really helped me get over the fear of like, it really like opened up how much fear I had and like allowed me to crack open what all I needed to work through and how much I needed to heal so then let's go ahead and fast forward to 2020. So 2020 got a little crazy. What do you say, guys? Um, so yeah, it's July, January happened. Um, coronavirus started to creep in, but no one in the U.S. really talked about it, really knew what was going on. And then February rolled up and I was going to travel to the other side of the world. I was going to Bali with Taylor Simpson and some of my besties that I met in Washington, D.C., and I also got to meet, I think it was six more girls that we hadn't met yet. So it's so incredible to meet all these beautiful women and show up as the truest version of myself. So in Bali, I was my belief that I was there to really, really, really dig into the fears and to face my fears. So 
traveling to the other side of the world alone is quite scary, especially as a female. Like we're just taught that that's a scary thing to do. Uh, so just deciding to go on the trip was, you know, facing a fear in itself. And I was in LA for a day, flew over to Bali, or through, I was supposed to fly through Shanghai, which was like the epicenter of the coronavirus. So my flight got redirected to Australia, which was crazy to say that I've been to Australia, but I didn't get to get leave the airport. They're extremely strict, which is why it's such a beautiful country. And then we went to Bali. And I was in Bali a day before the retreat started. I got to meet a few new girls, hang out with some of the most incredible women ever, and face a few more fears. Um, they, once the retreat started, I knew that my why I was at the retreat was to dig into all my fears. And I didn't really know why until afterwards. But I so deeply healed and understood why I was here and what I was here to do. And this was part of my real like deep spiritual awakening and how safe I am here on earth and how safe my soul is how my soul knows exactly why I'm here and exactly what I'm here to do and knows that I'm safe in everything I do. Like no matter how much I decide to step out or speak out on things that might get me a lot of hate and it might hurt my ego, my soul is safe and my soul is not uncomfortable. My soul is not scared to, to be here, to speak out. And you know, some of the fears, like they were quite literal fears that I faced, but it helped me just realize how safe I am here on earth. And how safe I am in this body. And one of them was, you know, standing very, very close to the edge of a cliff. Like, literally on the edge of a cliff. And just standing there in this, like, over the ocean. Like, extremely, extremely windy day. I took a video and, like, my skirt is, like, flying straight back. Like, it was... I've never felt so safe in my life. Like, everybody in the group was kind of like, okay, Dre, like, that's enough. Like, step back. Like, even Taylor was like, I can't have one of you guys die on this trip. So, get back, please. And there was no part of me that was scared in that moment. Like there was absolutely not a single part of my body that was like, we're going to die. We might die. It was knowing like, even if something happens right in this moment, everything that led me here, everything that I am, everything that I'm going to leave is going to leave exactly what I was here to do. So... I just truly in that moment never felt more safe and I did another like we did deep meditations and breath work and um, self-development on the retreat too and I did a deep meditation a breath work that I had an out-of-body experience and I saw myself I saw exactly what my life would be like without me like if I had passed away and when is speaking about it now it sounds very like more real like like inhumane to even speak about but in the moment like it wasn't like I died an awful death it was just like what would happen if I just like left the earth and nobody in my life was sad and I not to say that they wouldn't be if I actually did but in the moment like Everything was peaceful. My message, my my motive here, like why my soul is here still played out. Like people in my life read my journals and read my my why and why I was here and what I wanted to do here. And they still played it out for me. So 
it was just like this deep understanding and knowing that even if I'm not here, the reason I'm here is going to come to fruition no matter what, no matter if my body is here, if my soul is here or not, we, the message was going to get through and I was going to, my message, my purpose, my why was going to change lives and change the consciousness of the world, despite me being here or not. And that was, even saying it now, sounds crazy, but it was the most comforting feeling knowing that I can't really mess up. I can't, no matter what, what my purpose here is going to come to fruition and I'm going to get my point of cross and I'm going to change lives and I'm going to help women get to know themselves and love themselves on a deeper level. And it, there was no fear in questioning if I do something wrong or if something happens or, you know, holding myself back. There was no more fear because no matter what happens, it's going to come to fruition. It's going to happen and I'm going to change lives. So it was the most comforting feeling and just acknowledgement and knowing that everything happens for a reason. And there's really like fear is taught. Fear is something we pick up along our lives because we're told that the world is scary. We're told that being alive is unsafe and scary, but it's really, it's our soul knows why we chose this life. Our soul chose this life for a reason and as crazy as it seems in 2020, like we chose to be alive in this lifetime for a reason. So for me, like seeing, I just can't even get myself to consider complaining about being alive in such a crazy year because I know looking back in two, three, four, five years, we're going to look back on 2020 as the most pivotal year in our life. And I just know that like kind of going back to more real life, like coronavirus events, like there's no way. I really should have been able to go to Bali with the, how things were getting. And it was literally like three days after we got back, we landed back that shit started shutting down. I think it was a week after they closed the like international traveling, international flights. So it's like the fact that I was even able to go is like the most mind blowing experience in itself. Like most eye opening coincidental, like of course the universe always has my back lesson for me. And truly I think that I had to go through all that fear and all that um like healing my fear to help people through the fear now because all we're being pushed right now in the media with the coronavirus and now at this point in the whole in 2020 the riots and the the looting and the protesting I truly believe I'm was meant to heal that fear so that I could help people heal their fear so I, I can't really tell people not to be scared if I'm scared to death. So healing that was such a beautiful experience for me. And to like I, I don't feel unsafe no matter what happens in my life, no matter what comes my way. And that's not to say that I live in this like naive, like perfect, peaceful land, like la la land. It's just having this knowing that whatever happens is meant to happen and my soul's purpose will still play out no matter what. Okay, so let's skip forward to March. I kind of skipped all over the place, but got back from Bali in March. I stayed in LA for a day. Getting back from LA in the jet lag or from Bali in the jet lag was absolutely insane. Sometimes I still feel like it's off and it's June. But I had my first event two weeks later. My event is called Know Your Soul. 
And it was a personal, it is a personal develop event I put on in St. Louis to help people get to know themselves and like truly get that in-person experience, that in-person energy. We do breath work, we do meditation, we do group exercises and self-development exercises to help you get to know yourself better and to grow as a community. So my first event did not go as I had originally planned because of the coronavirus, which it's such a beautiful lesson lesson looking back on. But at the time, it was very heartbreaking because I was supposed to have 12 girls there and I had goodie bags and journals made and I put so much heart and soul into the journals and so many of the sponsors for the goodie bags. And then the coronavirus happened and people, you know, didn't feel safe coming. So I couldn't blame them for that because that's what we were being pushed, that the world is not safe. And it was frustrating for me, quite honestly, being vulnerable that people felt unsafe because I had felt so safe and no matter what happened, but I had to step back and realize that people didn't go through the same experience that I did and people aren't going to feel the the same safety that I do because they haven't healed that fear yet and they're being pushed fear like nobody's business. So four girls ended up showing up and quite honestly, once I got there and realized it, it ended up being the most magical experience because the four girls that were there had the most transformation. I like more transformation than I could have asked for, could have expected from them. And I know it was four beautiful girls that four beautiful souls that were ready for the message, ready for the transformation that I brought to them and ready for the whole experience and also willing to take that experience into their everyday lives and spread the message and help shine the light, spread the light and awaken other people as well. And I just truly believe everything happens for a reason. So having the everyone back out at the last minute was just a beautiful lesson from the world that those people just weren't ready for the message yet. And that's okay. Um, hopefully within the next month or two, I'll be able to plan my next event. Um, so Anyway, back to the event, though. We had the most magical breathwork experience. I channeled a meditation for the for the girls, and it was, like, life-changing. All of us, I swear, we, like, floated out of the building. We were so high on life. And that was the most, like, the best review, best, um, like, feedback I got that every girl, like, individually said, I literally just feel like I'm high on life. Like, I've never felt this high on life. And... I had when it was actually Nick, my boyfriend's mother, she was like, the only time I've ever felt this feeling is when my granddaughter was born. Like this true, just like floating high on life, like true happiness, like true being alive, like whole body shaking, just like electric aliveness. And that was the best review that I could have ever gotten. So That was the main feedback that everybody just felt so happy, so high on life. So I can't wait to bring these events, these experiences back to in person because I truly believe there's nothing like that real in person energy and experience. And I think that's how I personally channel best is through in person energy. Um, I try my best through social media and now through the podcast, but I think it's just in person is where I'm really meant to serve. So hopefully August of 2020 will be my next event. 
Okay, so that was March, April. We were in lockdown. Um, me and my family all working from home, which was actually super magical for all of us. We got to, we were, we worked together really well, um, which was a blessing for my family. Um, because I know a lot of people were not ready to spend that much time with their family, (laughs) but it was a beautiful, beautiful lesson for us. And we got to know each other better and got to get out in our community more, like seeing people out in my city division walking. Like that was so magical for me. And it was beginning of spring and the trees were starting to bloom. And as scary as the outside world was, things were so beautiful in my community. Things were blossoming, blossoming, like relationship, friendships were blossoming. And people were just actually communicating human to human. And it was so beautiful to watch that and experience that. And then let's see, April, May, May was last month. I, I, I think the um, beauty of the coronavirus kind of wore off. People were starting to get a little not so in love with being locked in the house. Um, My family was still pretty good, but... And then June, I've kind of got very much off track onto my actual story, was showing how I came from this shy person to floating into this outgoing, loud-spoken person. So with my healing of my fear and getting over standing for stuff because my entire life I I never really stood up for anything I never stood up for what I believed in because I didn't know what I believed in I didn't know myself I didn't know what to believe in I you know I saw the news and I was supposed to believe in that but I didn't really believe in that because it didn't feel good to me but I had no other option I didn't know what else I could believe in because I didn't have the knowing the consciousness to look into other beliefs. So I just kind of sat around like waiting for a better belief to come along because what I heard and what I was told to believe didn't feel good to me, but I didn't really understand why it didn't feel good because it was just, it wasn't supposed to be a belief. It was supposed to be a knowing. It was supposed to be what you know, but it didn't feel good to me. And I think that was a beautiful lesson. And I want to reiterate that, that just because you're told, just because you're told to believe something or you're told this is what's right you don't have to believe that you don't have to like accept that as a knowing if it doesn't feel good to you you may like you don't have to have another answer or another replacement for what feels better but you do not have to accept that as your truth as your belief if it doesn't feel good in your soul I'm going to do a whole episode on trusting your intuition and trusting your soul and knowing your soul and but just for right now just know that it doesn't have to you don't have to have an explanation for why you don't believe in things if they do not feel good to you and if you don't believe like what you're supposed to believe if you don't believe in the media you don't believe what's going on and like believe in big current events or big political sides whatever it is don't stop looking until you find what you do believe in and what does feel good to you and deep like dig deep to you until you find what feels good to you um that was my a big breakthrough for me that i you know i didn't stand up for anything until i found out what i truly stood for and that was a whole process of getting to know myself getting to love who i am and trust that who i am is like has something to say and trust in my own belief and trust in myself 
to speak up. So I've been speaking up on current events. I've been speaking up on what my true thoughts on the coronavirus and how I think it was, you know, think it's being blown completely out of proportion right now. Like, I'm just going to dive a little bit into, I don't believe in wearing masks. I don't believe in, you know, well, here's my thing with masks. If your mask works, cool, wear it if you believe it. But don't yell at me, call me names because I'm not wearing a mask. Because if your mask works, shouldn't matter if I have a mask on. And that's just my bottom line thing. I'm not going to judge anyone if they have that fear and they want to wear a mask and they think they work. Cool, great for you. I will not wear a mask. And that shouldn't be a problem for you. If your mask does its job, then it shouldn't matter if I'm wearing a mask. So that's my like, just small turn rant on mask. Um, I think the coronavirus is being... blown out of proportion I think they're using it to hide stuff that's going on behind the scenes and I think we're going to live in a completely different world in three to five years and I say that without true proof knowledge science like research it's just a knowing in my soul and it's a trust that I have so deeply in myself and my beliefs that I trust and love myself so much that I can say this out loud and without really any context because it's just a belief that I know things are going to be extremely different in the upcoming years and it's beautiful and it's exciting and it's going to be beautiful and shit seems really scary right now especially if people are just awakening like just opening their eyes shit can seem really dark and really scary but light love is winning the divine universe love God is winning and will always win and as dark as things may seem the light is coming. The light is shining bright and we have to have the darkness in order to see the light. So I'm not scared. I'm not worried. I'm, you know, a full trust in the universe, full trust in my soul that things are going to end really, really well. So that's my like little off track on that. Um, I don't want to beat around the bush on what I believe in. I fully believe and fully trust in what I believe in. And that's my goal in life. Like, <clears throat> That's my goal for you. That's what I want you to get to. I don't want you to believe the same thing I believe. I don't want you to think the same way I think. I, my goal, my sole purpose is to get you to believe so deeply in yourself and in your soul and in your intuition and to know yourself so well that you will speak up for what you believe in and that you will not have fear in speaking out and speaking for what you believe in with love in your heart. We have a lot of warrior, like, keyboard internet warriors out there bullying people and it is not okay it is my true soul belief that the issues in the world the racism the hate the bullying will not stop until we get to know ourselves until we can look in the mirror and love the person we see this shit will not stop And I will do a whole episode on that and and the bullying and the hatred in the world. But it's just my true belief and I will say it that racism and hate will not stop until we love ourselves. Until we can say, I love that bitch in the mirror. I love her so damn much. She's fucking awesome. And I believe in what she says to my death. And that's my take on that side of the current events. So... This is the part that I'm not great at, guys. The endings. Every single live video I do on Instagram, I'm just like, okay, bye. <laughs> I need to, <laughs> I get to work on endings. So, 
I love you guys so deeply. I'm so thankful for you for hanging out with me. I am so thankful to be here, to be alive, just be able to spread my message to you guys. And I cannot wait for you, you beautiful soul, listening to this message, hanging out with me, sticking around this long to light up your own soul, to trust in your own soul and your own intuition so deeply that you can do anything you want to do in your life. You can spread your light. You can speak out. And I, oh God, your life is going to be so beautiful. Your life is so beautiful. Your soul is so beautiful. And I'm so freaking thankful for you. If you found value in this message in this podcast today, I would love to hear from you over on Instagram. My handle is at a day with Dre and day is two wise. So a day with Dre, day with two wise. I love you guys so much. I can't wait to hear from you and I will see you on the next episode.